Well, well, well. Hi, it's me. <laughs> Y'all, I took a little podcast hiatus. If I'm being honest, I kind of took a hiatus from, from several things. And if I'm being even more honest, it felt pretty damn good. Allow me to explain. <laughs> Y'all, it's been such a such a year and a half, and we are coming up on a year already of yours and butter. And I, I just needed to take a beat. You know when you just need to take a beat? I needed to take a beat. Like my whole body needed to take a beat. My brain, my soul needed to take a beat. All of us as a collective were like, we need to just take a moment and take a beat. And so that's exactly what I did. And what a time to be alive. (laughs) It was so good and so necessary. And it also came kind of with this double-edged sword of, you know, tying my my identity and my worth into my work and my productivity. And I know that I've talked about that um, at length, you know, on social platforms and even in this podcast, how that I have a tendency to do that. And the older that I get and the more experience that I get and the more settled that I get in my, my body and my true identity, I don't want to do that forever. And so allowing myself to set a few things down for a moment to sort of recalibrate and get my bearings, um, you know, flesh some, some plans out, also let go of some things. All of that was necessary to my businesses, to my mental and physical health. And also, you know, just being able to have spoons and be able to use spoons for things that matter most. Are we all familiar with the spoon theory? I just recently realized that that's not a thing for everybody. I was having a conversation with someone and they were like, spoon, what do you mean? <laughs> like you need spoons? <laughs> like like you need me to go to the store and like acquire you some, some spoons, like some color. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like some, so it was originally, you know, this like analogy was created, um, by a person that, um, struggles and struggled continues to with, you know, a, a condition that you can't necessarily see. Right. And like chronic pain and that sort of thing. And so the spoon theory is like, y- you have a certain amount of spoons. Like you start your day with a certain amount of spoons and you, and you give spoons. So like you give a certain amount of spoons to your work and to your uh, family and to your community. And then like, you know, what kind of spoons, where are you, where are you sending your spoons to? Well, before this hiatus, I had no spoons. All of my cutlery was gone. It was as though somebody like raided my, raided, raided like my own internal pottery barn right like it just threw all of my spoons in the garbage and so i'm reclaiming my spoons which is going to allow me to 
show up in all of these spaces that I want to show up in really intentionally. So whether that's with my micro bakery, Buttermoon, or with my family, or with um, Offbeat Market that I own, a maker's market here in Denver, or it's going to allow me to have spoons for writing and for podcasting and for, you know, doing the huge things like being a parent and a mother to two small people. And so I think, you know, some of those last few episodes that I recorded, um, at the beginning of the year, you know, were really centered around burnout and collective burnout and what that looks like and what that feels like and what that's doing to us like as a society. And so I really feel like it was necessary for me to kind of do my part and take initiative of reclaiming my spoons. And so here we are. And she came in clutch. She really did because it is like full blown spring Market season is very rapidly approaching, and I'm talking within days. I will be back at City Park Farmers Market and the East High School Esplanade every Saturday from 8 until 1. And I am thrilled. And mostly I am thrilled not just to feed my community, but to be back within community in that way. I think becoming a vendor last year and, you know, not, not only being a vendor and, and feeding people and getting to know my community in that way and being of service in that way, but also getting to know the vendors was something that pressed on me, you know, like what makes them tick, what makes them thrive, what's really fucking hard about owning small businesses, small farms, um, you know, having these big conversations about food and where it comes from and accessibility and sustainability and also just like the aspect of of being amongst community as a whole was something that I realized I had been missing in lots of ways, right? Like I've, I've always kind of felt as though I didn't have like a, a very big... um parent friend community. And when I left my partner, the father of my children at the end of 2020, I felt like I lacked a lot of queer community and being a small business owner. While I have lots of people that I can commiserate with and, you know, use as a sounding board and for ideas and that sort of thing, it's also lonely and isolating And sometimes I feel like I've lacked community there. And so becoming a vendor really sort of was the catalyst for what fills my cup. What do I know makes me feel the most at home in my brain and my body? And what can I continue to do in order to facilitate that and foster that and cultivate that in my life? And so... Offbeat was born, Offbeat Market. And I know that I've mentioned that in a couple of episodes as well. You know, what was originally started out as sort of like this placeholder while typical or standard market season uh, was off the table during the, during the winter months. You know, what, what started out is let's just do this one time market to, you know, monthly and now 
bi-monthly and now I have a meeting this afternoon with, you know, possibly adding another event space and watching this kind of continue to grow and bloom, you know, especially in the springtime, you know, she loves a metaphor, (laughs) but I do, you know, I feel like I don't have all of the answers. I still don't know exactly where I'm going, but for the first time in a really, really, really long time, I feel like I'm finally, I'm doing it. You know, I put myself in these positions and I've made some of these moves and these decisions um, when decision making was really hard and decision fatigue and like burnout were really real and I was fucking tired and I wasn't nurturing and tending to myself in these ways that I really needed to. And I finally went on a hiatus. It's like the word of the day. I went on this hiatus and came back and I feel the most kind of clear headed doing the things that I know that I need to do in order to propel myself and just, I am feeling so good about it. I've got to be really honest. I really am so excited to not only watch what happens with city park farmers market. Um, I love the owners. Peter and Margo are really fantastic people that care a lot about their community and, and accessibility and, um, making the market experience more accessible to everybody. I'm excited to be a part of that and watch that and watch that grow. And I'm also excited to watch my own market and like what a, what a source of inspiration working with them has been. And again, like getting to know other makers and bakers and artists and, um, spiritual practitioners. I mean, like you name it this way that I am kind of surrounding myself with community. I just feel your girl feels held, you know, I really do for the first time in my life. I can kind of take a look around and take stock and wait in to what I am doing and who I'm doing it with and be like, "Mm, that was a good move. And it feels really fucking good to be here. And y'all are a big part of that too. This little, this little nest that we have going here. So I felt as though, um, a a reintroductory post hiatus episode was going to, um, was going to be the most beneficial to everybody. If you're new here, um, I, it's really important that this is a source and generator of community. And so I encourage folks to either submit questions or stories or feedback of your own, uh, like recipes, things that you're eating and loving, whatever the case may be, conversations that y'all want to have. You can get them to me via email at yoursandbutter at gmail.com. You can shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Ava Trucky. Um, and then also I have a fairly sizable food and storytelling Facebook group, a community as well that I love. Um, and that has also grown and, and become such a source of joy and softness and safety for, um, not just food and storytelling, but just also like a safe space for like vulnerability as a whole. Right. And if I stand for anything, it's like authenticity via vulnerability. And 
I love it there. And that's Feed Me a Story on Facebook. So if you too are in need of community, let me be of service. Get in these spaces. Um, you can also send me MP3 files and I would love, I've done that a few times on the podcast and that's always really fun too, to kind of be in conversation with other, other folks and other people. Um, something <laughs> I was, uh, remembering a conversation that I had with my dear friend, Hannah Croft, who y'all have heard me, um, do an episode with, but you know, one of the things that we ask each other, we talk often about food and, you know, bounce recipes off of each other or ideas. Um, we now host a uh, big queer dinner together, typically at Hannah and, um, their partner, Liam, uh, at their home. And we do that monthly. And so we are constantly talking about food and, I love, you know, like what's, what's the best thing that you've eaten? What are you eating? What are you eating today? What are you making? <laughs> so even though she's not here, um, I recently made, and when I say recently, I literally mean yesterday <laughs> I made, of course, I feel like it was, uh, either one of, or if not the hottest day of 2022 here in Denver yesterday, I think it was like well into the eighties. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to braise something because, that tracks. That sounds like something that I would do. But it was like so low. I turned the fan on. It wasn't that big of a deal. Yes, my house was like warm, but it was worth it when I tell y'all that this recipe is so fire. And I love that the recipe is like, you don't want to put it on pasta? Fuck it. Don't. Schmear it on bread. You know, do store it. Use it for something else. I loved that. And I was like, oh yeah, like this would be fantastic on like some iteration of like a, an avocado toast or just toast in general with like an egg situation. Or even I was like, you could do this with cream cheese or hummus and like sourdough and like some chili crisp. I was feeling real motivated on it. I will make sure that I link this specific recipe in the show notes. So go check it out. Super easy. Um, I did make it as fully as is and served it with the pappardelle that she recommended serving it with. And it was mm, chef's kiss, 10 out of 10, highly recommend. And yeah, that's, that's the best thing that I've eaten. In fact, I have leftovers that I am highly motivated on because I was like, oh, yay, bagged salad. And again, if you know anything about me and my identity and my brand, I am the bagged salad queen just waiting on my Taylor Farms endorsement still. Um, but I was like, oh, shit, I have leftovers. Yes, God. Yes. So it's very springy, very springtime vibes. I served it with... um uh, like a snow pea, sorry, a snap pea and radish salad that I put a bunch of feta and dill and lemon. Um, and it was divine. And the whole meal was just like big spring vibes. And I am absolutely here for it. I am also absolutely so for being back here with y'all. She's feeling rejuvenated. She's feeling grounded. And I can't wait to get back into it with y'all, especially over, um, over the season and getting into summer and, and doing market season with y'all. So with that, I'll catch up with y'all soon. <laughs>